Roll it. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, your source for church tech. It's time to press start. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye here, along with Jeremy Smith and Blessing Mofu. And there's a cool project that uh, Jeremy's been wa- wa- working on uh, called Church and Mental Health. Is that what it's called? Church and Mental Health? Yep. Church and Mental Health. Church.com. And check it out. It is something that um, we kind of geek out a little bit around here. It seems like it's it's. I guess being that we we've been doing church tech this whole time for a long time now. When we first started, it was it was a new thing. It was an area that the church um, definitely needs some help in. And so there's a bit of a curiosity on my part. Uh, Jeremy's the real expert here when it comes to these things, but uh, certainly something that I think that the. the that the church needs to talk about more, and that is mental health. So it's it's a real cool thing that Jeremy's working on. And but um, we we have a little bit of an overlap with Church Mag because it's it's you know it's tech. It's tech because he's got a blog and he's doing some digital stuff. Which I've wanted to know this, Jeremy, for for a little while. Um, I know that this is a mission that's close to your heart and everything. And I'm just curious to know, you know, why. Uh, why a blog, digital medium, like of all the directions that you could go to to aid the church with this, why why the tech for you? Uh, part of it is because um, I, I think creating something for people online to kind of distribute is not an easy task. Um, and mental health, I feel like the, I feel so there's a lot that goes into an understanding of where Christianity needs to go with mental health. And if you think about it, we got the fact that people with autism that have sensory issues and go into a church that has strobe lights and loud music probably have an issue with that. Right. You have people that have a manic episode and want to like scream and shout and do all this stuff, have an issue with it. And um, pastors are like, well, isn't it just depression and sadness and needing to address that. And the fact that most people, I mean, there's a Lifeway research study out there that says, um, 24% of the congregation that received this survey of like 10,000 people said, we don't know if our church actually wants to talk about mental health. And they rarely do rarely as in like one time a year, 80 some percent said rarely or never talk about mental health. Um, and so I have all these cool ideas of like what the church could do, how therapists can support them, how the um, church can support therapists and ultimately be able to bring Jesus to people that struggle with mental health. Um, but in all these conversations and everything that comes around, whether we're talking about the congregation or the pastor or the therapist or the community, the biggest thing that comes about in this, all this is what you had already said, Eric, stigma. There's an issue with stigma happening and the stigma always comes down to ignorance. Um, if a pastor does not understand mental health or how can you know if it's schizophrenia or demon possession or it's just this conversation that hasn't happened. And so there's these ideas of making products to be able to help support people and all these cool things um, that we could do. But I feel like at the very, very beginning, if there's any kind of change that needs to happen, it has to start with a conversation. I think it has to be a conversation for people that are professionals with mental health and people that are professionals with um, Christian faith. And so for me, a blog is kind of a starting point of having this conversation for people Andy, and also in a little bit, being able to encourage and support people who are doing ministry and counseling to be able to do the other version, other side of that intersection a little bit better too. And do you, 
didn't think blogs are dead. <laughs> dead or not, I don't think it necessarily matters because it's the perfect medium to have yeah. these conversations. I don't think that, I think that if I were to say, okay, I want to start something up like this, I'm going to create a Slack group or I'm going to create a mm-hmm. Facebook group. I think that that gives air to a lot of conversation that in my mind, I don't have control over. And when we're talking about faith and we're talking about mental health, either of those conversations are extremely messy. And when you throw them together, it it a lot of times feels like oil and water. And to open that dialogue to just anybody can talk about anything, however they want and just express their ecumenical or reformed views or this or that. I think that it just turns everybody off. Whereas if I can control a little bit of the conversation yet still have the dialogue be happening and support people, that for me is a little bit different conversation. I'm not necessarily looking at everybody come free for all and talk because I don't actually think that, that would help reduce the right. stigma. At all. Yeah. And I would say not to answer for you, Jeremy, but I feel like it reminds me a bit of church mag where there might've been a time where it was very much a blog and very bloggy blog bloggerson. Um, but at some point transforms into more of an online resource. And I guess I really see that f- for, um, uh, church and mental health, like from the very beginning, from the very from the very start, that this is a uh, online resource. This isn't like you know we're hitting a post today. This isn't we're taking you know x amount blogging strategy push content. This is about highly curated, highly you know high quality information that 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 people can go to and they can find and look for and have a, a great online resource. And I think every single time I post about something with this. It is having a direct um, orientation to both of those camps. Um, I look at some of the, I like, I'm part of communications for churches group. I'm part of um, youth ministry group. I'm part of um, mental health and faith groups. And so many different times those conversations just get off topic and um, they're not necessarily diving into the details of things. I still want it to be a conversation. I still want it to be fluid, um, but it, it definitely is more, articles as opposed to blog i think that there's a difference there and it's not news by any means it's more informative and training and i do see that the website eventually will change so that it's not just the blog is the key front piece of it um but i think for now while kind of helping create that understanding of breaking the stigma and creating stuff it's not me sitting here and creating one article every single week which is what i'm doing right now and a couple other things it's me doing those things and understanding where the biggest needs are And then from those needs, trying to create some more stuff that will eventually help support the church and mental health in bigger and bigger ways. So I see I see many different things happening in this, but from the outside looking in, it's just a blog that people are looking at. So there's a lot of other stuff that's going on behind the behind that or that feeds into that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, at the very yeah. least, the the big one, the big recent one that's already out is uh, I was simply just looking at the um, Facebook groups of youth ministry and looking and looking and looking. There was two things that stood out. So the first one was more severe than the other, and I was really, really concerned about it. Uh-huh. Youth students in youth ministry were attempting and successfully completing suicide. And youth pastors wow. said... I don't know what to do. Uh I don't know how to respond to this. I don't know what resources are out there. And so I helped create a a 
suicide prevention, a church suicide prevention policy where if you have someone that's threatening to commit suicide, it's already in your policy handbook that your volunteers and staff should be getting trained on Mm -hmm. to be able to know how to respond. And I also point them to resources on crisis services that they can call or text or any of those things immediately. And it's literally here, go do this. Like go put this in your, take it, change it, however you want to do, but put it in your manual so that you can get this going. It has no church mental health on it. I don't care about that. I want them to be able to be more successful in those areas. And the other one was the youth pastors were saying kids are vaping what the heck is vaping? How do I deal with this? What do, what do I need to know? And so I just did a whole list on what vaping is and um, how they can educate themselves of it's fine. It's not that bad. It's not as bad as cigarettes and all this stuff, but it was this resource that I literally just heard all these people say these concerns, created it, shared it to them. And it's now the most viewed page, even though it's like a month old. Wow. And so, so the, yeah. all these big things that are happening for that. Yeah. So there's also, and I mean, as much as I hate Facebook, but there's also this aspect of I actually do, <laughs> but it's like, well, you got to engage with it at some point. Well, you know, it's going to come your way somehow. But one of the things that, um, uh, I'm just seeing, especially in terms of the groups is that you kind of like open sourcing some of your, um, ministry solutions, if I can put it that way. Yeah. Um, are you seeing any value in engaging in those? I mean, obviously the answer would be yes, but <laughs> I, to what extent are you, is that, is that more or less than what you expected and what would be your recommendations for, um, you know, people kind of thinking from a solutions perspective, you know, cause sure. you get people who've got solutions and you get people who are looking for solutions popping in. Yeah. So right now, my goal is not to be the biggest and best thing out there. I just want to simply be able to create content, create more content and create more content, whether it's the articles or whether this is some of the other things I'm creating behind the scene to eventually just be able to open up and distribute to people. Um, and that's great. And that's what I'm going to keep doing. That's like 90% of my effort right now. Um, but it's also having conversations with four thought leaders. I would love to be like, um, I'm working on a newsletter that would be fun to have. I would love to eventually have a podcast and to be able to like sell some stuff, uh, which would be really great. I'm not there yet. That's not going to happen for quite a while. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to create content that can help reinforce those help you do it so that you can get connected to help your church. Um, but the two things that kind of popped out in this process, that's been the most unexpectedly pleasant thing. Um, I won't share any details or notes about this, but, um, I've had two churches say that they incorporated the information into their church, that, that policy. And immediately there was an issue that came about where the, the volunteers of the ministry that helped put it in there and kind of talked about it immediately used it um, for someone that was having those thoughts. And then one of those churches um, from California actually was, we sat down and had like a 30 minute, how do I handle this situation? Um, it didn't start as suicide. It started as like, how do I handle big topics like um, sex and pornography in this? And then someone attempted to try to commit suicide and um, he had to be like, what, where do I go? What do I do next? How do I support him? Obviously I want to give him into counseling, but how do I tell the parents and um, how do I help him while he's in counseling? These things 
immediately sparked how does a pastor refer someone into counseling? Guess what tomorrow's article is going to be? Um, how does a pastor refer someone into a mental health counseling session, whether it's Christian counseling or not, doesn't matter. So they can help someone get referred into that. And then what are the things that they need to know once they're already referred? Like just because the pastor takes them to the counseling center every single time doesn't mean he has any rights to be able to help with the mental health until that person helps him and knows what to ask and knows how to support him in that process. Churches are great for transportation and food and um, childcare and all these things that have everything to do with mental health and nothing to do with mental health. And counseling centers can't do, but churches could. And to be able to create a resource of, if you're really wanting to do this well, consider doing these things. If your church doesn't know how to make casseroles, start learning how to make casseroles so that when you hear someone just started going to counseling, maybe you can have five different people show up at that person's house um, every single weekend with three different casseroles just to give to the people to help them because they're in crisis right now. And just to be like to have these ideas to throw at them, but this all resulted from hearing other people talk about these problems coming about and then just being like a very intentional person and to be able to pray for that pastor and be able to pray for that community and that individual and his parents um, that are going and struggling through that stuff. And digitally with your blog, what tools are you like? How do you think about the tools that you're using? So you mentioned the blog. Mm-hmm. But then all the other little extra things you're talking about adding, um, how you how are you thinking about that? Um, I think we had this conversation before of like a lot of it needs to be free, um, but where does that fall in the bell curve of too much free is going to spend way too much time and not do exactly what I need it to do? Um, uh-huh. I don't want to have a Gmail account, so I paid for a very small, cheap subscription thanks to Eric helping immensely for setting that up. And I just had that go out there and to be able to have kind of a more formal presence as opposed to Jeremy Smith, that Gmail is talking about church and mental health from this website. Um, I think that that helps with things. Um, so I think part of it's like I'm running WordPress site, not a problem. Um, yeah. It's free. It's able to be able to easily do that. Um, I am using a paid theme. I'm using Facebook or uh, um Photoshop to be able to make sure everything's edited well. And so I pay, pay for those things. Like I'm actually putting my money into this, but at the same time, then there's the other free stuff that allows me just to be able to actually do this instead of like throw a whole bunch of money at something that's never going to pan out. I think that that allows for me to work more long-term, but more efficiently in this process. Scalability people, scalability, (laughs) not only from a technical standpoint of, you know, uh, Jeremy being able to, to tackle what he can tackle. Like, is it a fully, fully customized theme, you know, child theme, custom, this, that, and the other? No, it's not. Not yet. If it needs to be, it can be. Um, he's stayed within his technical means, but in areas that uh, he needs a little bit of help or he needs to level up that's important, like his his uh, uh, his email, for example, um, he's pushing in those areas. So, you know, it's about making wise choices, I think, and scalability. And that's something that, that you know, in, in handing things over to you, Blessing, I was doing with Church Mag was, you know, figuring out, you know... Um, when things were when the trajectory was a little bit different 
what did we amass along the way? So this is not only a good conversation to have if you're starting something, whether it be a project, whether it be a, a, a new church plant website. Um, these these digital things don't last forever. Um, do it scalable. You can make it bigger later. And if, if, if you were at a time in your church or ministry or nonprofit organization where you had more robust things, re- not re-review, review, you don't need to re-review, review the technologies that you're using. Like, are are you using MailChimp? Do you need that level of plan? You're paying for hosting. Are you using all that hosting? I mean, these are the things that you should visit on an annual basis. Your domain names, all your, your tech your, your tech subscriptions, everything, review them every year so that you can make sure that you, you stay more nimble and light and you cut away fat, et cetera, et cetera. Um, whether you're starting fresh or you've been doing it for a long time, it's something to always, always be mindful of. Mm-hmm. I will say that the thing that I think probably will help me the most um, is the personal connections I have. So I think that um, me accomplishing all this stuff and not pulling my, out my hair and wanting to give up, honestly, um, from Eric and having that connection, that's probably the biggest thing that's going to make all this successful. It's not that I have a great responsive domain um, name server, which I do. It's not that we have the servers that are hosting this are just going to be able to really do what it needs to do, though it does. Um, it's that Eric connects me. It's that I can have those conversations. It's blessing that you and me are doing that mastermind stuff that we're just simply like, okay, here's the goal. I'm going to accomplish this. I need to do this. This is going to happen. Like I have to. And then to be able to, do it and then be like, okay, I got that done. Now I'm going to do this and I have direction, I have vision and, and that we can have these conversations over in Slack and just be like, okay, this is, this is getting done. Um, and to be able to have people that are encouraging and, and pushing forward. Um, I didn't have that with 78 productions. I had to artificially create, I had to go to Eric once it was already started and going after things were kind of established and, um, to, there was a couple other people that were along the way that was super, super helpful to encourage me, but too many times it was like, is this worth it? Is this going to happen? Am, am I wanting to keep doing it? And I feel like because it started a little too late, I kind of like, was like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep making good content, but that's going to be it. And then I'm just going to join church mag. That's more fun. That's more exciting. It has community that I can kind of bounce ideas off of the church yeah. tech team. Like this was my team online. And so it's just kind of sprouting into this other thing that I'm doing that's I don't ever want to leave church mag because of this team that I have, even if I'm making um, my counseling stuff more of a priority than anything else online, there's no way I'm leaving church mag because that community that's be able to kind of like, dude, this stinks. I don't know how to do this. Like I'm so frustrated when I give up and to have that, like you got this man, what do you need help with? Um, that sounds like a dumb idea. Why don't you do this instead? That sort of thing and that connection, that Slack group that we have where we're just like talking about stuff and it could be absolutely nothing. And to know that that community there is there, I think that's, I think that's probably the most helpful thing that nobody would even think about having. It's not the fastest this or best that it's, it's those type of things. And, and I don't, I can't imagine people trying to do entrepreneurship without those things. Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag Podcast by visiting Church Mag Online. You'll find a link on our main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's churchmag.ag.
And while you're visiting Church Mag, send us a message and be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag podcast so you can receive an early release of the new show every Friday. We don't do that for just anyone. The Church Mag podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. 